0: All right, how are you doing? My name's Matt Barr and you're listening to episode 22 of the Look Inside Aways Action Sports podcast. It's my podcast where I try and uncover the most fascinating stories in action sports and other related endeavors. So if you're a regular or a first or a second timer, even drawn here by my guest uh, on episode 21, Travis Rice, then welcome and I hope you enjoy this one. It's being brought to you this intro from a hotel in Portland, Oregon, uh, which is why You might be able to hear some uh, clanking aircon and pipe noises because I'm living large at the Hyatt Place by the airport. And I thought I'd grab a little bit of time to do this intro before I uh, headed out for my day into Portland. So yeah, Brian Agucci. I was lucky enough to speak to Brian a couple of weeks back in London. He was over for the Arbour Snowboards little tour they were doing, um, premiering their new film. And this particular evening... We'd, uh, the night before, we'd both been at Human Nature 4, which is um, something I mentioned in the last episode, I believe. An art show organized by my old mate, Scofe. And a proper old school gathering of the Snowboard Tribes that turned into quite the piss up and had gone on late into the night. And meant that, yeah, for the second episode, I was a little bit hungover for this one. Happy to report that so was Brian. So we headed to the river, um... And I had a very enjoyable hungover walk up and down the banks of the Thames. One of those beautiful, crisp, autumnal days, which uh, happened to be my favorite times to wander around London. And we had a great day. Uh, we were joined by my good friend Owen Tozer, who's I've mentioned before on this podcast and who's responsible for the Looking Sideways branding. And he has um, been doing all these black and whites that you can see on the website. General Creative powerhouse. Good man to have along on a hungover ramble around the Thames. So yeah, we uh, when we decided to roll the tape, we I thought, well, we'll just grab a bench and do it right here on the south bank because I figured Brian would be more comfortable in the fresh air than in the confines of a travel lodge. Uh, he looked genuinely terrified at the prospect of doing the chat in the hotel bar when we came to pick him up. Probably something to do with the wallpaper and the hangover. So yeah... My point is, there's a lot of background chat on this one. I am stretching the uh, atmospheric caveat that I've been using a little bit recently to the limit here. I hope you don't mind. It certainly gives a sense of how busy the South Bank is because, yeah, there's a lot of background chit-chat. So, yeah, I hope you can dig that. Anyway, I'm happy to report that the Gooch is as legendary as you might expect. I've been lucky enough to meet him a couple of years earlier in Jackson Hole, where we'd done some chairlift powder laps and I'd basically tried to keep up with him. It was one of them classic early season days where you can't see anything. There's one lift open and if you don't know a resort, then you pretty quickly run out of options. So you need to be with a local. And happily for me, the local on this occasion was Brian Gucci. So I watched, I was watching Brian ride and I saw him like duck right, pop under some trees, disappear in a cloud of powder smoke. So I left the rest of the group and followed him and when I stopped, he was quietly waiting to drop in above an empty powder field. And hearing me uh, sort of pitch up next to him, he sort of politely waited, opened his arms in an anticipation of the run we were about to share, said, follow me, dropped in. And I basically clung on for dear life, uh, try to keep up, met him back at the chair. And then we did the same thing about four more times. And it was, you know, it was one of those moments when I was like, wow, I'm following Brian, Agu- Brian Gucci around Jackson Hole on a little powder day. Life is good. So it was great to meet him again um, by the banks of the Thames. And what I realised this time around is that Brian uh, loves to live in the moment. He thrives on sensory stimulation from the sight of a perfect nine-inch left-hander unreeling along the banks of the Thames as we were lucky enough to witness this day to waiting for the storms to envelop his beloved Jackson so he can get out in the mountains he loves um, as often as possible. If you're a snowboard geek, you're going to love this one. Brian's brilliant on the early Big Bear years, the jib era with Brushy, the influence, the influence of Craig Kelly. And above all, he's, uh, it's great listening to him explain the choices he made that led him to the zen-like existence he appears to enjoy today. Take his, his answer to the question about the current state of snowboarding. He said to me, well, snowboarding's always in a good state if you're out in the mountain with, mountains with your friends. Or his views on how people can ride as they get older. I think he says something like, well, I just never stopped. So my answer to that would be just keep riding. Yeah, legend status confirmed and got to say I felt really privileged to spend the afternoon with Brian. And as I hope you can hear, we had a really good laugh. So thanks, Gooch. Thanks for coming on. And uh, here it is, my interview with Brian Gucci. Enjoy.
1: Is so that where you're gonna? This this kind of level I could hold us here. Yeah. Does that sound yeah. like a good, All good? Radio check.
0: Um, so Brian, how you doing? Oh, good. Thanks. <laughs> here we are. I mean, it's quite a crazy scene, really. We should describe it. We're kind of sat by the Thames on a Saturday with the tide out, and uh, just been watching little river barrels. Basically, which has
1: been pretty rad, hasn't it? What are you up to in London? Um, I came to London for the Human Nature Four art show in collaboration with the uh, Arbor uh, Costa Nostra movie premiere, so that's what brought me to town. And um, yeah, now I'm sitting here by the river, watching boats create waves, and uh, it's quite a nice day.
0: Yeah, it's nice to <laughs> chill, isn't it? For sure. Um, I mean, I think the first time I ever saw you ride was was in Covent Garden, maybe. Yeah. In that in the
1: city comp, right? Yep. Ninety six. I was yeah probably some I was earlier than that I believe I think it was ninety four was it ninety yeah. four was that how long ago it was I think so right and you um did you win that um you, you know it was a it was a it was a kind of a funny circumstance where we uh decided beforehand to split the prize money so okay. it was kind of just more of a session right but I think they did end up placing me in first right
0: because so. it was like you and Jamie wasn't it yeah. A lot of the British riders, wasn't it? Yeah. At the time, yeah. Because that was like a real big deal in um in British snowboarding. I remember, like you know, sort of big in the city event in London. And yeah. Having all the of, all the names over, um. But you've been here over here a few times since then, right?
1: Um, not I, I've I've only been here a couple times. It's been it's been quite a long time since I've you know I, I went. I think in the nineties a couple couple times. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so you were saying, obviously, you're here for the, the Human Nature Art Show, and we were, I think we're both a little bit hungover actually, aren't we? Because uh, of the party last night? Yes, it was a good party. <laughs> and um, So yeah, so tell me about about your, your, your painting and your artwork. Is that is that something that's um a, like a really important part of your life? Is that something that you've always done?
1: Yeah, it's been an part, important part of my life. It's something that I, I really enjoyed the process of doing. It's something um, that I can kind of lose myself in and, uh, you know, explore ideas and learning. And, uh, you know, I, I feel, uh, yeah, I feel it's 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 growing to be more important, I suppose. Okay. Yeah.
0: And um, I think we were talking last night and it sounds like you really enjoy the kind of technical aspect of the process as well as the sort of creativity.
1: Well, yeah, I think it's experimenting and learning, you know, for me, you know, I, I haven't had formal training, so everything's kind of been uh, experiments and, and just uh, trying to, Create these images, you know, that I, I see in my in my head, and just what by whatever process, you know, is necessary to accomplish that. So you know, I've experimented with different mediums and kind of found a flow that I've been currently expanding on and um, really enjoying it. So. so so what what's your, what how are you work at the minute? What's your technique? At the you know, I, I I just started using more fluid mediums. You know, find just just uh, you know. Um, Burning wood, just from the very beginning, just uh, selecting, you know, the wood that I'm going to paint and uh, looking at the wood grain and building off the wood grain and and then using fluid, acrylic media, you know, paint and um, some spray paint and acrylic resin and just using just a system of layering and, you know, just uh, trying to get just trying to capture these feelings. Um, more, of, more of like what I feel, you know, or what I, what I saw, you know, or experienced, trying to capture that, and it's, you know, a lot of it's just a tribute to nature, I suppose. I was
0: going to say that because from, from your work, it looks like the environment and yes. like, the world that you live in. So yep. you live in Jackson. Yeah. And Wyoming. It looks like you take a lot of inspiration from, from the life that you live there, right?
1: Absolutely, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, just I think being a professional snowboarder over the years. I've been able to travel to some pretty incredible mountain landscapes, you know, glaciers up in Alaska, and uh, places like Iceland and New Zealand and Chile. And I think all of these places have something special. And there's different light, there's different, you know, rock formations, and um, just uh, diff- just different lines, you know, that you see in the horizon that that inspire me to, to try to capture and uh, create a, uh, an image based on that that feeling or experience.
0: And do you do you take inspiration from other artists
1: at all? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah anyone and, in particular? Well, lately, my peers like Jamie and Scof and uh, Mike Perillo from early on yeah, yeah. has been a huge influence um, to my artwork and, you know, the community in general. You know, I think, uh, you know, having that um, group of friends to, to paint with and to spend time with early, you know, my life really had, had uh, set me on this path.
0: Yeah, because there is a good community of you boys now, isn't there? Because you've just been in Tokyo, right? With like Jamie yep. and Scope. and, Scof and w- w- did, did you have a show there as well? I
1: didn't do a show there. No, I was there for the Arbor um, tour, so it worked out to where we were able to link up for a night. Yeah, but um, I, I wasn't you? able to, to, to partake in the work. But right. <laughs> it looked like the you know I get a you know they have an incredible amount of energy and like you know they're really you know incredible artists.
0: Yeah, so so you're getting to combine the travel and yeah, and, and the, the work side of things if you like with, yeah. with these kind of passions.
1: As Absolutely. Well. And you know when uh during Human Nature 3 out in Jackson Hole, we had a you know, we had the show kind of the beginning of of Scope's stay. So Jamie and Scope, after the show we ended up um riding, you know, spending the days riding and then going to the to my garage and painting together and working on collaborations and you know the energy that I felt. During those sessions have been some of the most memorable, you know, since I've, you know, first moved to, to Wyoming, right? And uh, with Mike Perillo and a friend of mine, Tim Ramirez, who okay. we're both artists, and you know, we spend a lot of time collectively painting, and,
0: right? You know, so is that like a real collaborative thing? How does that kind of work then?
1: Um, you know, it's just uh, you know, putting ideas together, you know, putting uh, um, just just uh, it starts with a conversation and the idea, yeah. and then we just uh, contribute what we, you know, um. You know what we could offer and uh, scope's really good about putting finding our strengths like you know finding my strengths and you know asking you know to to maybe put some uh landscape you know the as a backdrop and then building off of that okay and uh you know he really sees you know the potential of what everybody can do and yeah and how it could work together and yeah, it's yeah. been incredible to work with him
0: <laughs> well yeah i mean last night it was it was really great to see everybody's everybody's work. Do you have any other creative outlets that you kind of that, you, that you, like? Because you write a bit as well, right? Is that is that right?
1: Writing, yeah, yeah. I, I spend quite a bit of time writing and uh, just trying to collect thoughts and um, contribute, you know, stories occasionally to magazines and things. Yeah, yeah. is that something yeah. that you enjoy then? I really enjoy it, but I think I struggle with it. It's a very labor-intensive. Process for me. Yeah, I have a hard time finding words.
0: Right. Well, I mean, it's 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 just a different way of formulating your thoughts, isn't it? You have to, yeah. You have to really back it up, don't you? Yeah,
1: yeah. But, uh, for me, I think uh, I have a hard time getting organized, uh, and it's just one of those things where you know I'll write, and I have to. The editing process is painful.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, well, like I was saying before we started recording, like uh, I, I did put on Instagram that I was going to be chatting to you, and yeah, it was a pretty popular. Oh there we go, some more barrels, some more tanks <laughs> yeah, <think> barrels. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um,
0: and people were pretty stoked to 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 hear you know hear about your life as a as a snowboarder. <clears throat> so it'd be great to hear a bit of the background if that's cool. Because because yeah. um, I mean, you know, I'm I'm forty one, so I remember yep. the the original yeah. days, the early nineties days, the kind yep. of hard in the homeless days. <laughs> yeah, right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Showing my age a bit there. Um, but so you're from SoCal, right? Yep.
1: Grew Sorry. up in Southern California. Whereabouts? Uh, uh, town called Moore Park in Ventura County, and um, yeah, I moved up to Big Bear when I was eighteen, and uh, I started snowboarding when I was fifteen. I was a surfer and a skateboarder. I'm um, very passionate about it. Love. How old it, you were you when know? you when you got into surfing and skating? Um, probably about eleven was when I was like really uh became dedicated to the sports. Yeah. You know, I started. I think I caught my first wave at the turn point when I was 11 and then I couldn't surf I couldn't surf enough I absolutely fell in love with it and Right Skateboarding was an equal passion you know it was like if I wasn't in the water then I was my skateboard. Okay. you know as a you know a, my number one outlet I was supposed in form of transportation and and uh, yeah just just brought my skateboard everywhere and <laughs> So you just hooked from the start Yeah I was hooked Yeah What was it you liked about, about it? Um, I, I suppose it was just a a personal personal challenge and the outlet of of energy and you know release and creativity. You know, I think uh, picking up my first skateboarding magazine, there was a picture of Mark Gonzales on the cover, you know, hitting this jump ramp, doing this really stylish method over a car. And it was just so iconic and cool. And yeah, I dug into the, the magazines world. and I started looking at the art and the music and just the whole culture surrounding skateboarding and I I found something that I really just fell in love with. I fell in love with the the people and the style and the lifestyle and you know it kind of i suppose i kind of modeled my life after that okay you know with the surfing magazines as well you know the destinations the exotic places that people were traveling to to surf i thought that was such a dream to go explore and see different you know different parts of the world
0: it's a real theme actually from from people i've been speaking to on, on this show like that first insight into the into the world really yeah, and like no. how, it, how it kind of changes your life and, and how it gives you a bit of a glimpse of like, oh, actually, like there's a, there's a big world out there that I don't know anything about. And Absolutely. And you know, people yeah. seem to get, get hooked into that almost as much as the actual activity, really. Yeah,
1: no, it's a lifestyle. And that, that's, that's something that, you know, I, I really appreciate about, it's not just a sport, it's, a, it's such a way of life, you know, you're following, you know, whether it be waves or, or the snowfall in the mountains you know following these seasons waiting for these days to line up and having these incredible experience with your friends you know it's a it's something you know that uh you know now i'm 44 years old and you know i hit the road when i was 18 never looked back really you know just kind of got on the got on the path of a rider you know and, and with snowboarding really you know moving to the mountains that was a completely different environment and something that was exciting and new you know with the snowfall learning about the weather and watching storms and, and, uh, you know. And at the time, you know, when I first moved to Big Bear, we were building the first snowboard park. So there was a huge progression of riding at the time. It was uh, the first time there was like actually, you know, a line of jumps in a row where you could just practice Day in, day out. Good I mean, weather. like 90, 91. It was 91. Yeah. yeah or 92.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. because, I, I, like I said, I remember it was like the first jib era, if you like, yeah. wasn't it? You know, yep. like when everybody started. Absolutely. Like handrails. Yeah. Skate style on snowboards.
1: Yep. Yeah. We had this amazing like snake run and it just it was a, a place where you could really hone in your ability to ride a board. You know, you had these uh, really dynamic banks, you know, snake run, bank slalom style section and then tabletops and half pipe so all in one off of one lift so it was an incredible amount of terrain and uh the sessions you know that that that, that went down the competitions and things that started you know x games and things like that you know really were born from those those early sessions and, um you know after a few years of that i ended up moving on to to, to jackson wyoming i had a I had the experience when i was in high school i went for the first time to Jackson, and uh, it left an impression on me. So after a few years of traveling as a competitive snowboarder, I ended up kind of leaving the scene and and uh, exploring, you know, this this place that, you know, I just had this uh, curiosity to to go explore, and I just wanted to change things up a little bit.
0: What was it about Jackson that you found so intriguing then? What, what, um, what hooked you?
1: It was a sense of freedom I felt when I was there. It was a, a sense of just something like I felt like, just a wi- a sense of a wild, you know, a sense of true wild. Yeah, you know, it, it was just a, you know awestruck by the mountains, the beauty of it, um, the access that the tram provided, you know, like and then the surrounding backcountry, and uh, yeah, just really planned to go up for a season with my my good friend Tim that I grew up with, and. Uh, you know, now it's been 20-something years and Never I haven't left. left. <laughs> Never left. Found my, met my wife there and uh, yeah. yeah, now I have children.
0: <laughs> so who, who were you, when you were talking about the the kind of the early freestyle years, who were you, who were you riding with back then? Uh, who, was you part, know, of, who was part of that scene?
1: Uh, you know, I rode with Jeff Brushy a lot and um, the guys like Rob Defoe, Ryan Immigart and, and um, Neil Drake. There was like a Big Red Locals. And then, uh, you yeah. know, I uh, traveled quite a bit with Terrier. Yeah, Terry so this is when you were kind of on the, Burton, right? Yeah. You're the pro model. Yeah, because it really happened quick. I, I moved to Big Bear, and uh, within a couple months, I ended up uh, getting sponsored by Burton. Then I started doing competitions to start paying my way to go to events, and then yeah. put me in the car with MacDoug, and I hit the road. And yeah, I, yeah. I did. I don't think I came back till, you know, till summer.
0: Right. So, yeah, so I guess classic. Team really wasn't it back then. Yeah. Terrier, yep.
1: Jim Rippy. Rippy. R- Joe Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, and then Craig Kelly. You know, was a big part of, of it. He was a mentor on the team and really uh, you get to really ride with Craig a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, we got to spend quite a bit of time. We uh, spent some time in Alaska, New Zealand, um, in Canada, and uh, his home, Mount Baker, at the time. Yeah. That was a eye-opening experience. You know, to right. spend time with him and you know truly amazing human being and you know someone that I look to as a you know really as a mentor and a, you know he had a profound effect on, on my life and my path as a rider
0: so what was it about about his approach that that you found so um, inspirational
1: he was just a really educated you know and caring person you know he looked we looked after us younger riders and right. and uh, really showed us the way and like had a was just on this amazing path you know of exploring the mountains you know becoming you know an incredible you know I had an incredible mountain sense and you know was developing you know a, a, a great protocol for the mountains and first and paving the way for for backcountry snowboarders yeah so,
0: yeah yeah so is it, he kind of set the path really didn't he i guess that the people like yourself have, have followed really absolutely in, in i in think he's
1: you know the he is definitely i think uh you know probably the most per Important person, a snowboarder, I think, you know, as far as uh, what backcountry snowboard has become. You yeah. know, I think he's definitely led the way. Yeah. Like a, such an innovator and, you know, as a pioneer. You know. Yeah.
0: Um, and do any, apart from those trips that you kind of mentioned, I mean, is there anything that, that kind of stands out from, from, from those days? From, like with traveling with like Terrier and, and, and Jeff and, and that crew?
1: um you know I, I i look at it it's kind of a blur now but it was just you know such a good time and there was so much excitement you know so much discovery and these sessions you know i mean we're just you know really passionate young riders you know yeah. Yeah, tons of you, energy and, young right? i mean kind of like 18. 19. yeah teenagers you know we had yeah. f- so much energy and uh, you know it wouldn't stop with the season you know we would uh, we would go on surf trips together we'd yeah. go skateboard and, you know we just were always having a session you know yeah. and, the, and the, that was just what the what life was about you know it's just the, the next session just getting together with your friends and and making something happen where, wherever you were and by all and any means necessary
0: i think that's what was so good about things like the garden wasn't it you know like, yeah <laughs> like it really it really conveyed that 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 scene really and, yeah and, and you did get that, that sense of like camaraderie and, yeah and the, the sense that you guys were kind of riding together a lot and traveling together.
1: Absolutely. I think, you know, the founding days of Volcom, you know, there was such a amazing energy between our community, you know, just young and talented kids and artists and musicians and just such an eclectic group of people and uh, just all in the same kind of vibe, you know, really just, just, uh, you know, very passionate about riding and surfing and, you mm. know, skateboarding and, and the and the music at, at the time, you yeah, know, it was all very progressive.
0: Yeah. Well, Volcom was. The, I mean, they they were, when you look back now, I mean, they were like massively ahead of their time, weren't they? Yeah. You know, it was that approach to, yeah. to promote the subculture sort of basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it was necessarily just, just the it writing. was it was very organic. You know, it's like the way it, everything came together it was just kind of incredible. Yeah. You know, it was just sort of right time, right place. You know, I think, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you then.
0: Left Burton. What obviously happened was you moved to Jackson, yep. and just went snowboarding, yeah. But you know, in terms of, like the scene, yeah, it was like you kind of like disappeared for a bit, if you like.
1: Yeah, you is know, that, is that how it happened? Yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I just kind of chose a path in my life, and uh, you know, committed committed to living and breathing, you know, the mountains. Yeah, and that was Jackson Hole, Wyoming, for me. Yeah, you know? and it sounds and, like
0: that was a really early decision.
1: Yeah, I was, you know, my twenty. I was twenty. Yeah. 21 when I moved there. So yeah, I decided, I decided to check it out. I was just going to be a year just to do something different and get out of the, you know, just, just do something completely different for myself personally, right. you know, with a good friend that I grew up with that, a uh, you know, a best friend and, uh, yeah, I just wanted to go snowboard and just wanted to explore and ride new, new terrain that I hadn't ridden and just, uh, just, you know, I ended up falling in love with it. You know, fell in love with the place. It had a generous snow year, and um, moved back the se- the following year. And uh, that's when Mike Perillo joined me. And um, yeah, just uh, the momentum and the 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 feeling of, of growing as a rider and learning and and getting these incredible days. You know, at the ski hill and in the backcountry, and you know, with the snowmobiles and stuff. There was just so much, you know, so much to offer. And I just really felt like I found a home.
0: Well, it, you know, looking from the outside, it's really, it's always seemed like you've been really good at, at identifying the balance that you need from snowboarding and what it gives you, you know, and like how it, you've, you've obviously based your life around it and you obviously made a decision early on like, right, I'm gonna, this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I'm gonna dedicate my life to this. Yeah. Was, that, was, was it always that clear? Was that something that you always
1: just recognised early? I suppose I was just been obsessed, you know, or possessed, or whatever it is to, to, to ride, you know. And that's, it's funny. I, I think about that and like, it's been like, wow, top priority to chase. <laughs> that's like a proper barrel. That's incredible. Look at that little a frame yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, it's like <laughs> literally a barrel. That's hilarious.
0: It's just, I'm not sure how well this is going to translate to the podcast, but oh, got, I think you got it. Yeah, we got we got a friend here taking some
1: pics.
0: So, yeah, I, I, I've never seen the Thames like this. It's, really quite, quite strange little <laughs> vibe, isn't it? Um, right, so just an obsession.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it was, uh, you know, I just, I just, you know, I, I've always felt it was important for me for my personal happiness and, you know, something beyond, you know, anything that I've known in life to, to find joy, to find peace, you know, physically, mentally. I feel like I, I, I need it. You know? Right, so what does it give you? It gives me happiness and it gives me health you know, it's a physical challenge, mental yeah. as well. You know, it's a, it's just a uh, connection, and the biggest, I think, the biggest thing though is the connection to nature and yeah. the connection to this world of, and appreciation for it. And, you know, there's a lot of lessons that I've learned in the, in the mountains over the years. You know, um, you know the, yeah, there's a, yeah, it's really kind of hard to put put it into words.
0: Yeah. I guess I imagine Jackson's a a pretty easy town to find role models as well. You know, people to ride with a community a Because I remember we I was lucky enough to to go riding with you in Jackson a couple of years ago and, you know, like Mark Carter was there and you know, like it was it was so amazing to see like you boys like just lapping like a running Jackson, but you know, obviously the standard's amazing of everybody but is that something that you also, I imagine, quite enjoy about living there? The fact that you've just got all these people to... to
1: oh, solve? absolutely. It's all about the community, really. Yeah. I mean, you have a crew of riders and, uh, you know, I mean, they feed off each other and like, you know, it's, you look out for each other and yeah, it's, it's so much more than just the physical part of the, the, just riding, you know, it's, it's time you spend the conversations yeah. you have, and, you know, the, it's just the uh, inspiration that you, that you draw from it and uh, the energy that you share. It's, it's, uh, it's... Yeah, the, those good those days at the Haskill are incredible. When it all, you know, you get in a good session, and you yeah. feel like a kid, even if you're in your forties. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that's like the, the, the essence of snowboarding, isn't it? Really. Yeah. You know, those those like lapping those powder laps on, you know, like a yeah. chairlift, like just just keep doing the same thing. With I mean, it's exactly. The whole thing, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Um, and you and you're also obviously lucky enough to 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 work with with some of those guys as well. Like you know, you, you've done projects with Travis. Yeah. Like. Um, how's that? Is that is that fun as well when you get to like put a project together and like a film project or, oh, absolutely. or even like an expedition?
1: Yeah, like? absolutely. I mean, that's just, you know, like to be able to work, you know, and uh, to spend time really with these guys is, you know, it's such an honor and a pleasure. You know, I really enjoy spending time with guys like Travis and, it's so incredible. Like a lot of times, I'll just go out and, and just just hang out and like you know, watch the show. You know, yeah, yeah. But I just love being a part of it, regardless. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna hit these crazy jumps that they're building these days. Yeah, right. You know, I'll stand down and just you don't watch. Don't to do it. that anymore. No, it's not. It's not <laughs> and not, days know. are over. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but you know, it's it's uh, I, I still really enjoyed the whole process of going out and you know, just uh just helping out with the sessions and just being a part of it and you know if i'm shuttling the boys or doing whatever just just being out there doing it
0: so what was it i mean i'm going to ask you about Travis cuz i was looking to speak to him yesterday and you know we talked a lot about jackson and he he spoke about you and like the influence that you had on his career like do you do you, what was it like when you when he turned up on the scene you know and everybody cuz i imagine from when he was young everybody was like holy shit
1: yeah no i mean he's he, i remember i I'll never forget the first time i saw him ride i mean it, he was just he was hitting this jump and the way he hit it, it just like it was incredible like my the hair on the back of my neck stood up and i just i was just in awe i was like how could this kid he's he has something i've never hadn't seen before really? in the best snowboarders in the world you yeah. know i had been doing the competitions and you know was uh yeah you got a pretty,
0: out. you got a pretty good eye for it for the people that you've been with sure. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah so seeing him you know was, that first impression man it was a it was a powerful one and then getting to know him he was such a you know, he had a he had a good head on his shoulders. You know, he had a was mature for his age, but had you know a mischievous, fun side that was amazing. But, but a serious, focused as well. You know, I could see that he was a uh, you know had the ambition and drive and talent you know to to go far. But, you know, never I never I never expected to see what I saw from him over the next few years. Yeah, you yeah. Know, he really just took snowboarding to a whole other level. I mean, I had this kind of imagination of of big mountain free riding freestyle you know from tricks from the park and things you know done on big mountain terrain and you know I may have never realized that but he definitely did Yeah yeah <laughs> he's he, he took it to the highest level possible
0: Could you describe could you explain like a little bit what you mean when you say that you you saw something in him that you hadn't seen Is that yeah, something you can put into words
1: um, I would just say just this, just the the style power, you know, and, uh, just confidence and, you know, it's, uh, just the, his approach to snowboarding really, you know, it's, uh, you just see him on his board and he's just incredibly talented, you yeah. know? And, um, yeah, it, he just, he was just standout, you know, just yeah. like, you know, I remember I, saw, I felt the same way when I first saw Jamie Lynn ride and first time I saw Terry ride, I had that same feeling of like, wow, this guy has something yeah. you know really special yeah you know? yeah it's Some, just something unique yeah. like physically unique yeah you just do this the way the you know the way they do the tricks the way yeah. they take off and you know the board control there's so many I guess subtle things that 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 come together that make you know something quite profound
0: even like with great athletes as well like it's just it seemed like they just carry themselves normally isn't it yeah you know like day to day you know mm. like the energy that they give off is, yeah. kind, of, is, is kind of different isn't yeah yeah
1: Travis yeah. has a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah, nice. No, he's, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> he's amazing. Like he's constant. You know, you know, he's been able to um, do so much in his career and like so much with his life. And I really have just you know watched, you know, and uh, you know shared experiences with him that you know uh, I just never really thought was possible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of the things that you've talked about a lot and that you mentioned earlier is. Um, Part of the reason for moving to, to Jackson and immersing myself in the mountains was was to to get as familiar with the environment of the, the, the big mountains as, as you could. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, have you like studied? Have you have you done qualifications
1: like? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've done uh, quite a bit of. Um, It's a life's work, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, experience is, not you know, a lot of experience spending time in the mountains, but then formal training, you know, avalanche classes and first aid classes and, you know, done some apprenticeship as a guide and bald face and things, you know, definitely put time in training, you know, continues, will always continue to do so. You know, you got to refresh every year because, you know, it's like skills you don't necessarily, you know, use unless there's an emergency. So you know you just have to practice and just try to stay sharp and, yeah yeah
0: and um, cuz you 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 do some pretty serious mountaineering really right you know like
1: yeah, it. there's there's been yeah there's been some you know i i would say you know there's there's definitely times where i have you know I'm that that's not my really my focus is to be a mountain, true mountaineer I'm more of you know I'm still a snowboard heart you know yeah. but I like to explore the mountains and have a freedom you know that only knowledge can provide. I was you know? going to say the knowledge is giving you the, the, yeah. the power to enjoy it more. Absolutely, it? yeah. All, to make it? your calls and be responsible for yourself and yeah. for your friends to look after them. I mean, really, you start down that path and and you're you're learning to save your friend, you know, or to 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 you know respond to an avalanche, you know, you know you want to have this. You're, you want to train so you could help others, you know, and you hope that that comes back around to you, you know.
0: Yeah, so that's that, that. Again, that kind of community thing, isn't it? Yeah, it really about? is.
1: You look out for each other. You know, there's a, there's a deeper bond, when you're out. You know, in a dangerous environment, and you're you're assessing risk, and you, you have to have a level of trust and faith in in the people you're out in the mountains with. You know, and, and if you're the most experienced, and you have a responsibility to look out for them. You yeah. know, for people that are less experienced than you. Yeah. So you know, it's something you have to be conscious about. And you know, I, you know, I, you know, it's definitely kept me up at night. You know, during these. uh crazy weather events and things at certain times of my career when we're filming and there's pressure to perform and, you know, but, you know, it's one of those things you have to accept the risk and manage it the best you can and my acceptable risk has changed considerably since I've had a family and children now so, you know, I try to be responsible and still have fun, you know, push myself to a, to a, you know, a little outside my comfort zone at times but, you know, for the most part, you know, I just go out in the mountains to to purely enjoy it. You know, I find it's, more of a, you know, especially on the splitboard things, is a, a almost meditative, therapeutic kind of process now, <laughs> where it's a, a physical outlet and a and a you know a mental and spiritual thing as well. You know, to just connect to nature and enjoy that peace.
0: Well, you you seem to have a really complete vision of what snowboarding is. You know, one one of the things that I really enjoy listening to you talk about is like how you how you enjoy every detail and that was the thing that really came through that day as well like it seems to me that you're probably as stoked as doing those powder laps off the chair as maybe the big backcountry days right because you can appreciate those for what they are yeah uh,
1: <laughs> i really do enjoy it just you know growing as a rider and like not you know there wasn't really any any set path of a snowboarder you know when i came into it you know yeah. it's such a new sport and, you know it's been a, it's been a really a great you know, it's been uh, quite, quite the experience to to continue season after season, pursuing it and learning and growing, and, and then having that that deprivation during the summer. You know, where it, the season ends, and yeah. it's over, and it's there's no snowboarding yeah, yeah. <laughs> the summer, and you have to let this go. Yeah. And then you, you know, there's a period there where it's like this, it's almost mourning. You know, where you're like, oh, it's gone. It's winter. And then you're given it. You know, a good winter. You've given everything you had, and like, you know, ridden. As much as you possibly physically and financially could ride, and uh, you know, and then you wait for the next season. Well, I was gonna say now we're in the anticipation yeah. part. Yeah. this is a, such a great time. Yeah, and, you know, we get the, the snowboard films coming out, and you have the, you know, the seasons changing, the physical, you know, the the air cooling off, you know, and the storms starting to spin in, in the in the north and coming down, and you know, like, you know, I I got to go up to slipboarding a week ago. I got my first turns in, and oh, it's just, awesome. just, just, such a, you know, so, something that I, I appreciate so much is those first outings in the in the winter, you know, getting your gear together, getting organized, the and, ritual, and then yeah, the ritual, and then yeah. getting up and making those turns is just.
0: I, I mean, so a lot of a lot of um, action sports are about that ritual, aren't they? You know, yeah, bit, the, the the process of yeah. taking yourself there and putting yourself in the position almost, yeah, which is something that is amazing for, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I really enjoy the splitboard. It's a You know, it's something I see myself doing. You know, for the rest of my life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's, uh, you know, it's. uh, I think it has so much physical benefit and mental benefit that you know, it's. uh, It's something I I just see improving my life and continuing to to grow and to learn and enjoy.
0: So, what do you go up to in the summer? Surfing.
1: Well, in Wyoming, yeah, I guess I, I surf the river wave.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, so and how, you so know, maybe explain that. that okay, yeah, crazy. we have
1: a we have a standing wave in the in the Snake River, and uh, yeah, it's a it's it's a phenomenon that only lasts, you know, a few weeks, some seasons, some sometimes more. But uh, yeah, it's a it's like a fun little hydrodynamic uh, anomaly, <laughs> I <Right>. guess. <laughs>
0: and how how's it compared to surfing
1: um you know it's comparable you know you're riding a board and uh you know for me it's a it's it's become my my surfing now because of where i live yeah yeah being a thousand (laughs) miles from the ocean that's that's you know i could surf the river and and get that satisfaction you know it's getting in the water you know it's it for me it provides you know such a you know it brings me a lot of joy you know i enjoy it
0: yeah yeah yeah. well it's good for the brain isn't it Yeah. (laughs) yeah Um, so somebody who's got this kind of you know two decade experience of like observing the mountains and the changes have you are you, are you seeing anything change in terms of like snowpack or, or snowfall or the you know is that is that something you've noticed at all
1: yeah you know it's I, I would say you know uh, you know I, I definitely you know there's been warmer winters it's like there's you know obvious facts you know of, of warmer winters and you know, but as far as like s- the s- snowfall itself, I think it's it varies so much over time. You know, personally, you know, I can't say that it's too much different than a, you know, it's just really hard for me to put on. I, I would say generally, yes, but.
0: Yeah, well, I guess it is too. It's, yeah, it's such a big scale of it.
1: Yeah, because it's, you know, everything, it seems like, a, you know, the thing goes in cycles, so. Yeah. You know, I've only, you know, I've seen, I guess in several winters, but. You know, I guess I haven't experienced a really cold winter in a while, right? Because it can be quite cold in Wyoming. Yeah. You know, and I guess it's been a been on the warmer side. So. Yeah. Um, and you're you're a parent. Uh, two boys. Two boys. Um, yep. Uh, Milo is eight, and uh, Silas will be five in December. So. Okay. So, and yeah.
0: has that changed your approach to, Absolutely. to,
1: to the life <laughs> that you, the lead when, when it comes to snowboarding? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it changes everything. And, in, a, in the best way possible. Yeah.
0: Do so you go riding with the boys?
1: I do. Yeah. No. How's we that? and it's it's a whole family affair now. It's something that, you know, really means the world to me to be able to spend that call, you know, that kind of time, out in the mountains and watching them explore and discover things. And you know, that's uh, it's some of my best sessions, you know, most memorable experience I've had in the last couple of years is watching my boys learn to ride and going out and and just letting them go and watching and following them, seeing what line they pick and. You know, so so they, they snowboard. Yep, they both snowboard. yeah. Yep. that's
0: amazing. <laughs> One of the most popular questions was how you've managed mm-hmm. to, to keep riding at the same level. But is there is there anything that's really helped?
1: Um, I just of? never stop. You know, I just I keep riding. I just I think uh, I want to say um, you don't stop snowboarding because you get old you get old because you stop snowboarding and that was that's from a jay adams quote that's the quote if you don't yeah, yeah. If, you, if you don't if you use skateboarding as an analogy, will use this quote yeah <laughs> with snowboarding so just keep riding yeah i think just keep riding yeah and yeah. Do, you, do you
0: have any sort of non-riding routines like you know sort of yoga or? yeah
1: yeah I, I definitely try to practice yoga i stretch you know and try to just take care of myself as you know, I wouldn't say the best. I could, I could probably do better. Well, I could definitely do better, but you know, I do, I do enough to maintain, uh, you know, the best I can. You know, and um, yeah, try not to, uh, just try to avoid injuries, you know, as best I can. Right. And if I do get injured, just t- try to take care of them now. Yeah. Okay. And not just put it off because right. I did that in the past, and it it definitely will it. linger. Yeah.
0: Can't do that these days, can you? No. Yeah. <laughs> you need to keep on top of it. Um, Another popular question that people were interested in was your perspective on the kind of state of snowboarding right now, if you like, because obviously you've had such, yeah, a, the
1: status such really.
0: a career, like we've said, you know, early 90s, you know, yeah. you've seen this whole yep. development of, of our sport, really. Yeah, um, Do you see it, snowboarding in a good place right now?
1: It's always in a good place if you're out in the mountains with your friends. Yeah. I don't think it's changed one bit for me. No. <laughs> I don't let that, you know, uh, uh, the politics of it or anything, or, you know, as an industry or whatever, I mean, that, uh, that stuff, you know, that stuff doesn't affect how much I enjoy snowboarding or the time I spend with my friends in the mountains. I don't think it ever can.
0: Yeah, so it's not something that you really follow? Or...
1: No, I follow it, but I don't let it really affect. I think when I look at snowboarding, it, it's it's just as fun as it's ever been, if not more. Yeah, 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 to relax. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's what it comes down to, to be, you know, in all, all honesty, you know, like, I set out in this life to to have these sessions, you know, to have, to go out and ride. Like, you know, the fact that, you know, the mountains, if there's snow on snow on the mountains, I mean, it's, you're gonna be able to go out and have a session. It doesn't time. matter <laughs>
0: when it is or where it
1: is. You know, just, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's the answer that everyone was kind of hoping for. Right uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, I got another one. Um, favorite board graphic? You've had a few over the years. Oh,
1: yeah. You can come back to that one. If you okay, will. yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah. Favorite board graphic.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was, a good, that was an
1: Instagram one. <laughs> that's a good that's, one. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, but you, you know, we talked a bit about your relationship with Volcom. Um, you got good relationships with with your sponsors, right? Dragon and and Arbor. Absolutely. Um, Is that something that's important to you? Because it looks like you've kind of really worked hard at that over the years.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's, you know, just building relationships, you know, and like uh, being involved in the process of the product development and being, you know, just being able to to be a part of it as much as possible, you know, and uh, to, you know, just continue to grow as, uh, within the brands and contribute what you can. And you know, it's important to me to give back as much as I can. You know, with my time and uh, my energy and ideas. So you know, and yeah, I mean, it's a whole lot of fun to to work with the marketing and making, you know, sharing snowboarding with people. So yeah, you know. So,
0: what, are you working on anything at the minute? Any projects? Like with uh, any, a lot of
1: product people? stuff. You know, like yeah, uh, yeah with the outerwear line with Volcom and board with Arbor. And, uh, artist series with dragon and a symbol and um, split board bindings with union and yeah a lot of a lot of irons in the fire a lot yeah, of yeah. concepts and ideas that we're working through so great yeah great and then another question
0: that i need to kind of ask you is, is the sort of classic looking sideways question um so if you could only ride one more day where would you ride
1: it? Ooh. I would just take it down in Alaska. <laughs> That's what Travis said as well. <laughs> Who'd you ride with? Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Right on. And Mark Carter, man. Did you, did you, uh, did
0: you compare notes?
1: <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh. But yeah, AK. AK or Travis and Carter. Let's do it. <laughs> when was your first trip there? Uh, You've been looking up to go there a lot, right? Seven, I think. Ninety-five, somewhere in there. Yeah, ninety-seven, yeah. I think. Yeah.
0: So how many, and how many trips have you done up there?
1: Um, I suppose, yeah, probably. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I can't really remember. Yeah. Yeah. How,
0: so if you, if somebody was, it's a question I asked Tom Burt actually. If if someone's listened to this, because you know a lot of the people listen to this are yeah. just ordinary riders. Yeah, on, right, right on. on. And how could somebody? Like, you know, like me, yep. like, who, who, I've never been to Alaska. Yep. Like, how could I take best advantage of that? What advice would you give somebody that was going to go out there or thinking like the dream trip,
1: you know? Like, yeah, that's a good question, let's see. Because
0: it kind of you kind of look at it and it's like, oh God,
1: where would I start, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, there's, you know, it's a, uh, you know, I think it's, yeah, I think uh, ride a lot before you go. Just ride as much as you can, you know, before you go on the trip. Get physically fit and get comfortable. Try to ride steep terrain, you know, go to, go Top to a place. To yeah, I would like, go, you know, like somewhere like Jackson Hole or Whistler, Baker, like Chamonix. Or Chamonix exactly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, all yeah. the, you know, places that are known for steeps. Get comfortable as you can, you know, if, yeah. you, if you can. And, you know, that'd be the best way to approach Alaska, I suppose. is like, you know, I, I feel like living in Jackson Hole for a couple of years really kind of set me up to 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 enjoy my Alaska experience and and still was and still I was I was terrified you know was, right you know when I first went I was you know definitely had some close calls and it was just a lot more you know than uh, you know anything that I'd ever read well know, there's, at the a, time. there's
0: a little Volcom short with you and Jamie Lynn and he's he talks about his like going to war yeah you know for sure he's like the
1: first, he says the first trip yeah. you guys
0: did he was like yeah. yeah we bonded because it was so heavy yeah basically. Yeah, no, I
1: mean, it really, like, had a profound effect, you know, and uh, I know Johan as well, you know, we talked about it, having, like, you know, you know, having, like, nightmares, like, after the, you know, after the first trip because of really? how heavy it was, you know, these things haunt you, you know, right. you have these sloughs and just, like, you know, facing, you know, life-threatening situations, you know.
0: So you got to see Johan in the... Alaska heydays.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> he actually lived with me in Jackson Hole. <laughs> yeah, he did a season Jackson, he? he did live there for yeah, a while. A couple of seasons, yeah. Yeah. Is he still riding? I believe so, yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, he's a great, great lost 90s freerider, isn't He's he?
1: amazing. I mean, he's just one of the most incredible snow warriors of all time, you know? Like, yeah. Like, uh, just a just a great person. You know, I really enjoyed the time we spent, you know, traveled quite a bit together, you know, in the late 90s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, who are your favorite people to travel with? Because you, you've obviously
0: got quite a quite a list of people that you've, yeah. you've been away with over the years.
1: Yeah, you know, it's like I guess just my local community. You know, like with uh, Travis and Mark. You know, and you know, there's a lot of friends I have along the road too. So, yeah. you know, yeah.
0: is that is that something that you still really enjoy, like getting on the road and?
1: Getting yeah, out? yeah. It's you know. When I have the opportunity for sure, you know, so, it's tougher now with the family and stuff, but so it is. But it is really refreshing, you know, like traveling with Jamie is incredible. You know, he's uh, such an amazing free spirited human and creative and, you know, just loves the session. You know, like stand down to skate and, and snowboard just like, you know, we were kids. So, you yeah, know, I'd say Jamie's probably. You know, number one <laughs> yeah you guys are gonna go skating today right yeah we're, we're, we're gonna wrap this up and go skate <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i
0: mean that's that's a good point to do it we do it, man but right brian, on. thank you so much right
1: on thanks and, for having uh, me yeah
0: thanks thanks a lot for taking the time man it's been great right on
1: my, my pleasure thank awesome. you awesome
0: <laughs> cheers so there you go that was my chat with brian Aguchi, and i think you'll all agree what an absolute hero when you think of the snowboarding life that he's led it's really brilliant to hear how humble he is and how alive he is to the experience he's chosen to base his life around and wasn't his answer to the question on the state of snowboarding, truly legendary. What was it? Well, if there's snow on the ground, you're still going to be able to have a session, right? So yeah, I thought it was great. Really enjoyed it. As you could probably hear at the end, Brian was pretty keen to keep exploring. So that's what we did. We took him down to the undercroft and, um, we just talked a bit about London and, uh, yeah, we had we had a great day. So thanks again, Brian. As the man himself might say, right on. Really enjoyed it. Okay, so the usual housekeeping. Um, I'm going to need everybody's help, actually, with something, if that's all right. So from what I can gather, I've got a fairly loyal band of listeners developing. I'm guessing if you're still listening by now, you're probably one of them. And I'm starting to see some familiar faces and starting to get feedback from all parts of the world, which is brilliant. Also checked in on the stats, and yeah, this, uh, it's pretty funny actually, you've got listeners in Kyrgyzstan, Macedonia, Peru, Gambia, Taiwan, Qatar, granted about one person each in those places, but it's a start, and if if, if that's you and you're listening, then a special all right going your way, but my point is, there's a lot of people enjoying this podcast now, and I think I'm getting about three retweets and four Facebook shares per episode, which frankly is piss poor especially because all you've literally got to do is go and click share. Um, so why am I asking you to do this? Well, because as I've, as I said, quite a lot at the beginning, it's just going to help me make more of these podcasts. The more people that hear it, the more the sponsors that are starting to sniff around. And there's a few now I'm definitely starting to get people asking about this. Are going to be able to put the money where the mouth is and start getting involved. Now, the reason I would take sponsorship on the podcast is not because I'm going to let sponsors dictate the content of it. That's just never going to happen. But I'd certainly be happy to liberate some of those sponsors of some of their budget. I mean, as I've said before, at the minute, I'm doing all this in my spare time for free and it is obviously a bit of a mission. And I really, I don't want to charge for it because I think I hate it when podcasts do that. But um, if I'm going to really start getting digging deep into this, and I am pretty committed now, then and track down some of the people I want to speak to then a little bit of budget's gonna help I mean on the list just to give you an idea of uh, the wish list Jerry Lopez John John Terrier Steph Gilmore Alyssa Steamer Barrett Christie Jeff Rowley Greg Stump Danny McCaskill Rachel Atherton Rabbit Bartholomew still keen to get that Sean O'Coxy one out the door been a mission won't bore you with that um, but you get the picture I'm I'm basically I want to keep going with this and I want to think a bit bigger and start taking it properly global. So to do that, I'm just going to help need a little help to spread the word. And if you are a listener that's enjoying this, then I'm basically asking you to uh, click the share button and help me take it a little bit further. Cause you never know where it's going to lead. So yeah, sorry for the hard sell. I look forward to a feedback corner next week when I can um, read out some of the slating emails I've got for this bit. And I'm going to go and have a shower now to uh, clean myself up a bit because, yeah, it's never nice, the hard sell, is it? But, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, And uh, I'm off to Portland for the day. Going to go meet up with a friend of mine, do a bit of wandering, which should be fun. And, uh, yeah, see you next time. Bye-bye.